0: Welcome to the Breakout Growth Podcast, where Sean Ellis interviews leaders from the world's fastest growing companies to get to the heart of what's really driving their growth. And now, here's your host, Sean Ellis. All right, in this episode, we're going to be looking at Acorns, which is a mobile app that helps millennials save and invest. They're one of the most exciting growth stories in Southern California. They have over 5 million people that have signed up for the service, and these, these are people that actually have to set up their bank accounts to connect into the service. So a lot of friction. And uh, Hila Chu is the person who runs growth there. And that's who I'm going to be speaking with. Hila and I actually worked together previously at Growth Hackers, where she ran Growth. She left to run Growth at Acorns. So good, good choice for Gila there. They're they're a really exciting success story. And uh, but but Hila and I have remained good friends since we actually went to China together where we both did uh, some some touring and and speaking with audiences there. She has a book in Chinese on growth. My my book, Hacking Growth, is also translated into Chinese. And so uh, we we share a passion for really understanding and, and driving growth. So I'm excited to have her on the podcast. So let's get started. Welcome to the Breakout Growth Podcast, Hila.
1: Thank you for having me, Sean. I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's great to get back together and talk about growth with you. We've we've definitely uh, spent a lot of time talking about growth in the past. So I'm, I'm yeah. excited to do this. With yeah,
1: you. and you you were my mentor to start this career like from the very beginning. So this is a really thing circling back. To to a very, in a very nice way.
0: Awesome. Well, given all of the success that you've had at Acorns, I uh, I expect to be the mentor e here. <laughs> so uh, excited to to pick your brain and and really uh, take my learning to the next level. So before we kind of get into the uh, how you guys are growing, uh-huh. it would be great if maybe you could give us just a brief introduction to to what uh, to to what. Acorns is all about?
1: Yeah, so Acorns is a a financial app. Um, We started as a pretty simple investment app with the idea of helping everyday American um, saving spare changes. So basically the idea is called Roundup, uh, where you buy a cup of coffee, it's $3.50, and then Acorns will record the $0.50 cents as the spare change and automatically um, pull that from whatever your account you you sign up for to Acorns investment account. And that money will get invested into a portfolio and grow from there. So it's perfect for beginner investors to start investing and also saving because this is almost like easy and you don't even feel it. A lot of people will get money accumulated in their accounts. So Acorn starts there as this uh, financial investment app. Um, But over time, we added more features and cool stuff. Now we actually have financial wellness system. We have the investment account. Um, We also have IRA account, which you can utilize. It's called Later. Um, Mm -hmm. We also have recently added a debit card. Product which is called spend, but all the products are there to help you save and invest um, and basically grow your wealth from the most smaller point to uh, oak eventually.
0: Uh huh. And so, I've, I've heard that you guys are, are primarily targeting millennials. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe it goes broader than that, yeah. but was it something that the original founders kind of saw that millennials weren't really saving very well, or what, what did they kind of set out to solve?
1: Yeah, I think. I think our founders actually a father and son kind okay. of pair. Yeah. Um, they actually, especially the father, have a lot of experience in financial management, but more in traditional type of financial firms. Uh, I think the the opportunity they see here is more like the son see this problem, as you mentioned, among the younger generation. And also they're not so interested in the old way of investing as well. Mm -hmm. So combining the father's expertise in investment and financial, and the the son's kind of passion and expertise in in the new um, generation of technology to help younger people to do this digitally, they came up with this idea and it just take off very successfully
0: that's awesome and then I I uh, I read somewhere the, like like some kind of crazy number like five million people are using the app now yes. it's that that yeah I think I read it on the site so it's public yeah. information um, yeah. that's that's amazing and so over what period of time has the company did it take for the company to reach that five million
1: yeah I think it took um, around four five years I would say wow. yeah from the very beginning basically the- yeah nothing and beta and over the years we keep kind of getting customers who really love acorns yeah and we we just grow from there
0: yeah so to me one of the things that's most amazing about getting to that kind of a number Mm -hmm. is that it's not just the challenge of getting someone to install some software but they're actually connecting in their bank account information so you need to have that trust and it's uh, that. That's what really puts that into perspective. If it was an online game, that's like low consideration. That's one thing. But you're you're yeah. getting a lot of trust to get people to do this.
1: Exactly. We actually, um, when I worked with. At Growth Hackers, we did a lot of experiments in helping people sign up, right? right. We did a lot of that here as well. We can talk about more later, but it's completely different. Like the sign up funnel is maybe ten times longer right, <laughs> than, right, yeah. than what was at Growth Hackers.
0: Yeah, I went through it yesterday, so I. I <laughs> it was two things. One, I got an appreciation for how difficult it is to get someone to to the point of really getting the app. But I also had an appreciation of how much work you guys clearly have done to make it as easy a process as possible. And we'll we'll go into some more details a a bit later on some of that. But um, I I wanted to to go from, I guess, one more question on just just the business overall. How how do you guys actually make money?
1: Yeah, we are a a subscription-based business. So um, as I mentioned, we have three kind of basic accounts. The first is uh, is the basic investment account and it was charged at $1 per month. Mm-hmm. Um, if you upgrade to the second tier, that will include our IRA account, which is called Later, as well as this investment account that's charged at a $2 tier. Mm-hmm. And if you upgrade to the next tier, the $3 tier, that will include um, both uh, the investment and also Later, as well as our debit card product, spend. So um, that's our pricing strategy is also something where we have been seeing that a lot of the financial companies, the incumbents are having super complicated pricing and they are charging all sorts of fees. And we are we want to really simplify that. And one, two, three is just as simple as that.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's definitely simple looking at it. So all right. So we've got a pretty good frame of like what the business is all about, mm-hmm. what the problem is that's being solved. It's, uh, it's really helping millennials yeah. get to a point where they can more yes. effectively save. And yeah. even like you said, that kind of not even think about it, it's just, it's just happening. Yeah. Um, so with the impressive growth that you've had, what like you've kind of not not going into all of the details but sort of the high level takeaway what what do you think's been key to driving that type of growth
1: yeah i I think when i joined acorns in 2006 i was just came there came here from from growth hackers Uh so i was 2016 right sorry (laughs) i
0: (laughs) I was a little upset that you were moonlighting when we worked together (laughs)
1: um yeah so so um I, I kind of ask myself the same question, because I from Growth Hackers, that experience, I become this forever research of growth as well, in right, addition yeah, yeah. to a growth practitioner. Um, so I thought about why Acorn was so successful in growing our customers. And I think it come to three things. The first thing is really, um, that very initial strong product market fit. Mm -hmm. Like when this idea of rounding up your spare change and make it so easy that you can invest without even having to put like a hundred dollar thousand dollar initial investment right and digitally like you don't have to go to an office to fill in 10 page of forms you can do that in the app in your palm while you're watching tv um i think that that idea like that level of easiness um really resonate with the younger customers Uh uh-huh and I think that's actually the strongest reason it took off initially, primarily. Um, That's the first thing. The second thing I want to add is I think from my observation, the company really have paced it well to add on additional levers of growth. Mm -hmm. So the organic growth was super strong. Today it is still kind of a strong driver for growth. But we quickly took advantage of all the digital channels, like where mm-hmm. the Facebook marketing, the, the Google marketing, um, the search engine marketing, all of those things. We took those opportunities and really skilled like mm-hmm. the paid mm-hmm. side really, really well, as well as referral. Like we kind of begin to diversify the traffic dramatically from initially only organic mm-hmm. to maybe five channels to a lot more channels as of today. So, And so when you
0: say organic, you're, you're primarily mean just word of mouth?
1: Word of mouth. People okay. tell their friends uh, about acorns. Mm-hmm. Even as of today, that's a pretty big kind of driver for our overall growth. Yeah, um, That makes
0: sense. I, I mean, just even from looking at uh, some of the public data about, about where you're getting people from. Yeah. uh most of the search engine, like search engines seemed pretty high, and yeah. it was mostly branded searches. So it wasn't yeah, yeah, like they were kind yeah. of searching for something like this. Yeah, they were yeah, actually yeah. searching for Acorns.
1: Yeah, I think even though some people finally go to download apps through ads, but they may heard of Acorns before mm-hmm. from a mm-hmm. friend or family. That is something they already know, they already trust. Mm-hmm. So that just, the, the, the brand and reputation really helped. Like the word yeah. of mouth, it really helped overall growth. Um, so I think that is the second thing, kind of on top of the strong organic, added other mm-hmm. layers of uh, of growth drivers, and I think the third thing is our mission is really authentic. Like mm-hmm, Acorns' mm-hmm. mission is really helping um, the the up and coming the millennials to um, to basically empowering them financially mm-hmm. with the first step of micro investing which is roundup right uh, and it's it's not something we just say on our website yeah. we actually really believe on it uh, believing it um and we, we really asked actually are driven by it mm-hmm. i think the entire acorns team is actually pretty young a lot of people people um are are pretty young in their career, mm-hmm. but they have so much passion for this product because right. this product helped themselves as right, well. They right. see it helped their friends, so they just really want to see this successful. And when the entire team feel that way, like there's a lot of good things happening. Like we yeah. just work so hard right, and, right. and work collab- collaboratively to to um, uh, achieve our goals because. Yeah. Achieving our goals is actually helping everyday, everyday American. Right, right. Um, we, we actually have a company on hands every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, our CEOs from time to time will share letters from customers. Um, not real letters, but emails. Okay, yeah. Because in, in our new customer seri- series, um, we actually have a, one of the emails sent to customers in their, I think, first... 30 days, 30 days, when uh-huh. they reach one, one month's mark, asking about their money story, if there's anything they want to share. Oh, A lot cool. of people yeah, do yeah. reply and share, and we hear hear the most like heartwarming stories uh, from our customers, basically how Acorns is changing their life.
0: Like oh, that's people, super cool. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. People have difficulty situations. People don't know where to start. They uh-huh. feel like lost. Using Acorns, they're able to gain that confidence little by little right. and feel like they are in control again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just so powerful. So, so like everyone here really believes in that mission and yeah. that, that really drives people. So I think strong product market fit, adding on the other layers of paid referral mm-hmm, to really mm-hmm. accelerate that and then a very kind of authentic mission people rally around. Yeah, in my eye, are the three critical factors
0: right? And then I, I just one that I kind of uh, picked up myself in the mm-hmm. in the last day yeah. was I just happened to mention to my wife, and clearly I'm I'm not a millennial, and my wife's not a millennial, uh-huh. and so we're outside of the target market. But what interestingly. I just said, oh, I'm, I'm going to talk to Gila and she's working at this this company called Acorns. And when I explained the product to her, she's like, man, that sounds cool. I want to yeah. try that. And yeah. even I found myself, normally if I go through the onboarding for a product, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And But but I'm not really thinking I'm going to use yeah, it. But yeah, I actually yeah. went through and yeah. and hooked up a second bank account. <laughs> and you know, I was like, oh, my credit cards are on this one. You and,
1: did what I want you to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So you know, to me, it's something that... And then, I, so, so I think that really reflects that it's, it's discussion worthy. And then Mm -hmm. the other piece is people, people want to look like they're smart to their friends. Mm -hmm. People want to look like they're smart and responsible. Mm -hmm. And so when they say, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm using this app called acorns that helps me be responsible and invest for my future. It's, it's, not only is it kind of clever and discussion worthy, but it actually reflects well on them. So I think yeah. that's probably part of what what powers some of that that word yeah. mouth conversation. Yeah, definitely. And again, sample size of one based <laughs> on my own conversation with my wife. So, um, but I uh, but it, it's it, that that sample size does a lot of times carry over to what yeah. what leads yeah, other. I, I was surprised just how quickly she got it mm-hmm. and was attracted to that value proposition.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Cool. So let's let's talk a bit about really how how you guys are organized for growth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in particular, you started as a director of retention coming yeah. into the business, yeah. and then you've, you've evolved into this VP of growth role. Yeah. I assume that there's been some evolution of the overall organization and how, how Acorns approaches growth as well, but maybe you can, can shed a little light on that of how you guys yeah. are organized today.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, um, as you mentioned, I was hired as a director of user retention, the initial scope or kind of the initial expectation on me is more t- more like a retention marketer type of role. Mm-hmm. So basically sending customer emails, push notifications to get them come back to the app. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I came on board, when I looked through basically the broader scope of opportunity, especially using my experience from Growth Hackers as a PM for Growth, Uh, I quickly see that a lot of opportunity actually exists in the product. Mm -hmm. And as you know, and you kind of taught me that (laughs) activation user onboarding has a lot of great opportunity um, to to be worked on, which will drive engagement, which will drive retention. It's actually much more powerful than just sending emails to get get them back once, right? Um, So with that, I basically took the data, uh, and I kind of, um, uh, I don't have a team back then, it's all myself with my idea, and data as my my best friend to prove it. So I basically um, advocate to launching experiments in a product to mm-hmm. to to show some early results. And I was able to show some great early results. And from there I was given more responsibility and resources to to doing growth experiments in the product mm-hmm. as well as managing those like marketing emails communications. Mm-hmm. Um, it was um, the, 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 there is still not a dedicated engineer team to support that okay. for a very long time, uh, but eventually I was able to get that grow as well over over time through mm-hmm. just showing more experiment results, showing more positive impact. Right. Um, so currently, and I from that I also picked up the acquisition team because user acquisition is mm-hmm. just a natural part under growth. Um, currently, I manage user acquisition and. Mm-hmm. User acquisition is responsible for bringing customers into the doors through Mm -hmm. paid referral, accelerating, organic, all those levers. Um, Then I also manage growth product, where we're responsible for some critical flows, Mm -hmm. like registration news, onboarding, so I'm glad Mm -hmm. you like it. Um, (laughs) And then referral experience in a product, um, Mm -hmm. the entire funnel, um, like some engagement features we are working on, um, as well as we are, yeah, thinking about some other levers as well across basically the AAR framework. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and kind of the, the team is now between user position and product manager and other engineers, like maybe 15 people now. So okay. like it's really a cross-functional team, right. especially on the growth product side, we have engineers, Uh, We have uh, analysts, we have designers, we have product managers Mm -hmm. who work together daily um, to think of ideas, build them, test them, analyze them and Mm -hmm. jump to the next one.
0: Awesome. And then how do you how do you guys fit in with the marketing team? Because I know the brand is really strong for Acorns and, and especially if that's. For well, the word of mouth yes. and the engine of growth yeah. is a lot of that that brand, yeah. so that's a really important function as well. And then yeah. also the core product team. So yeah. where, where does growth kind of sit in that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's interesting. Like it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, you asked that question. I know uh, growth team can can be in different ways in different company. Sure. At Acorns, I think we, we do have a core product team where mm-hmm. they are responsible for. Um, Building, managing, improving a lot of the core features, mm-hmm. like like I mentioned, all the three tiers of products, mm-hmm. those are mm-hmm. the responsibility of those teams. Um, so we share similar work process because we in growth product team we also touch product. We need to mm-hmm. change and experiment there. So we use similar process, but our best friend is like optimizely and A/B testing. Mm-hmm. So we don't do as much like. Big feature development, okay. but we we do a lot of iterations, the experiments. Mm-hmm. We are adding more bigger feature development because, like, we need to do bigger bets, like mm-hmm. bigger bigger levers. But in general, those are not build a brand new product. It's more like um, enable more people to discover the value of current product. Right, right, yeah. um, but we follow a similar process, mm-hmm. like the agile development and sprint and all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because m- most of the product experience is through mobile. So I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that uh, particularly on the iOS side that yeah. it's not, you, you're not going to have different releases on exactly. the growth side and the product side. So how, exactly. how do you guys decide what goes into a release?
1: So we, we, here we almost like have an analogy of there is a train that's going out every mm-hmm. two weeks. And every team is working on like their own features or experiments, and we need to make sure the the features or experiments we work on get onto that train before they they do the deal. Like right, <laughs> trains leaving <laughs> the station. Exactly. So 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 we do that, and and then because we actually try to do a pretty our core like engineer client team is trying to do a pretty good job of make sure that goes on time every two weeks. Yeah, so. All the rest of the organization, whether it's core product or, or growth product team, we can rely on that. So we just basically plan our roadmap ahead of time and to to make sure everything gets on that train. Okay. Um, yeah. And then
0: you mentioned that uh, you use Optimizely? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes. And then what about on the data side? Is it, Do you use an off-the-shelf product or is it primarily in internal tracking systems?
1: Um, we, we use Segment okay. uh, as our uh, as our kind of, uh, like the data hub, Mm -hmm. um, we do all our tracking and stuff. And, uh, um, we use Tableau as Mm -hmm. our dashboarding system. We also have Amplitude, which I actually brought Amplitude Mm -hmm. in here, um, as our more kind of quick user behavior analytics tool. Sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then I assume like database sort of queries in in the mix as well. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cool.
0: Oh, another question I wanted to, to dig into is—is mm-hmm.
1: is it the brand marketing growth? How oh yeah, so, yeah. So let's yeah, let's yeah, yeah. let's finish that before yeah, I yeah. jump in this next one. Yeah, I, I think um, we do have a separate marketing and brand team here, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they are more responsible for uh, a few areas like uh, customer communication, like email, in app, like that part, that okay. aspects. Um, so. That's, yeah, that's separate, but we work very closely because in a way, the gross product team is working on the user experience in the product, sure. while the marketing team is working on the channel, like the CRM experience. Yep. So we do work closely to make sure those two are aligned and mm-hmm. not like just separate. Right. Um, we also have kind of brand and PR leader. Okay. Um, uh, I think they are they are not part of the growth team, but they are working on kind of the PR release, the the brand like uh, updates, brand guide, guidelines, things like that. Okay. So I think um, we have basically more p- performance f- focused parts under my team. Mm-hmm. We have the marketing brand PR more like um, brand focused under like a separate team. Mm-hmm. We both report to our CEO.
0: OK, and then when you are running experiments, how how much need is there to stay on brand as you're running those experiments? Yeah. Because obviously, a lot of experiments don't end up working. And so <laughs> do you sort of sync it with brand after you know if it's going to work? Or yeah. do you need to sync it up front before you run the experiment?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> um, so I, I think uh, over time, we developed a pretty good framework Um the, the the for product experiments, for example, our growth designer on the team is actually um, pretty good of making sure things are on standard. Like mm-hmm. they are, they are, they are basically within the the the, the realm of acceptance. Right, right. Um, um, so like we don't have to do those check prior. Yeah, yeah. But but on the other hand, like um, I do, I do see that. Like sometimes there is this tension or conflict happening between right. growth team want to move fast and want to without having things like a hundred percent perfect. Yeah. While the brand or design team wants things to be perfect. Right. So like it's like a constant balance and, and talking. I think each team begin to understand more of each other. Like right. from the growth team perspective, we understand there is this need of great user experience because right. acorns is known for that
0: and the, and the brand is such an important part of the growth story exactly. that, that like they they deserve an important say in exactly. how things are done so, so
1: we definitely want don't want to hurt that right um like uh, on the other hand i think our design team and brand team are learning like through those conversations and discussions right. that sometimes it doesn't have to be perfect because right. as you said Half of the experiments don't even work. Right. So why spend time like arguing? <laughs> getting it perfect, or, right? Yeah. Exactly. Or getting to a hundred percent before we release, we can limit the experiment into a smaller cohort, and they are actually okay having us perfect. launch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it will be a constant balance because right. I learned that sometimes conflict is healthy. Yeah. Debate yeah. is good.
0: I actually think. Yeah. I think. I think there should be that that conflict if if brand rules everything you're not going to move very quickly but you can get a really messy (laughs) customer experience if you don't have some level of somebody looking at the big picture to make sure that you're not kind of screwing up brand experience as you're as you're trying to drive improvements because i mean ultimately that's what you're trying to do is drive improvements through these experiments so you don't want to go too slow in driving those experiments yeah
1: so so that's a learning, actually, for me as well. Yeah, yeah. and I
0: don't think there's a perfect answer there. That's why I like to ask the question to see how, how you, if, if you've experienced that, yeah. especially I, I I think what you tend to see is companies are really good on the growth experimentation side or really good on the brand side. And I think one you're one of the unique companies that I, I think is really good on both sides. Uh-huh. And, and so that's why it's important to ask the question, how, how did you get there? <laughs> Um, so the question I was also going to ask, you know, it, you, you had mentioned that it's so mission driven. So mm-hmm. much of the team is, is excited about the yeah. mission. Uh, do you have a North star metric that, that kind of rallies people around kind of quantified mission?
1: Yeah. Um, I, th- I think actually our, uh, our mission is um, in a way, our qualitative, um, like a North star metric. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you, I don't think we use the like the quantitative uh, North Star metric as much as we kind of talk about our mission. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think high level we all know the number of like paying customers is our like North Star metric. Mm-hmm. Um, and how we work towards it is we actually are using the OKR process internally and okay. we have Goals around how, what are the number we need to achieve, and we lay out basically the roadmap for both like a cause acquisition team and growth product team. So for both of my t- two teams, we have like a goals and plans laid out, uh, lined out to support the, the the kind of company OKR. Okay, um, and we just work against it. Like mm-hmm. In smaller experiments and tests, and, and stuff those all like that. those all
0: map up to yeah. the broader goal of yeah. obviously revenue targets, exactly. which is going to be a function of how many customers. And is it possible to pay for the product and not benefit from the product? I mean, if you're paying for the product, are you definitely getting your roundup happening? Is it? Can you turn off roundups? Um, you can, but mm-hmm.
1: but kind of how we think about like the paying customer is um, basically if you are if you are getting value of a course you should be paying right mm-hmm. it's right. not about like our mission is not about um helping people to do this for free it's right. more it, sure. yeah it's more about we want to help you to be successful mm-hmm. but in, in order for us to be successfully helping you we need to be uh kind of generating revenues yeah the i was actually
0: looking at it from the other direction is it possible to be paying you but not really using the service which no, which would kind of point to maybe paid users is not a function of how much value you're delivering.
1: Oh, uh, I I I think as long as you have a balance there, okay. you you will be paying. Perfect. But yeah. as long as you have balance, you are basically invested in the market. Right. So even though so are on a, mission. Then if they're, exactly, if they're invested, okay. There is a chance there you are not actively investing. Mm-hmm. So like that's why. When I the first thing I started at, at acorns is actually looking different metrics mm-hmm. evaluating them against each other uh, for example if that's our North star metric what is a good retention metric right. it may not be the same thing it might be something more earlier than just people paying right um, so so like I think for each of uh, our individual teams we have our more actionable metric that's early indicator that will level up to the final North Star metric.
0: Yeah. And I actually listened to a review, kind of a podcast review on uh, Acorns yesterday yeah. where the guy being interviewed said that he, he sort of signed up for the service, forgot that he signed up for the service. And then at the end of the year, he looked and he'd saved $350. Yeah. And that he's like, no, oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't even realize I'd saved $350. But one of the really aha moments for him was when it said, if you continue on this path, Because I guess he had entered in what he's saving for. And maybe it was like age 68 or something. If you continue on this path, by the age of 68, you will have saved $350,000 through Acorns. And that that was kind of like a big uh aha. So that's one of the things that I think is kind of neat about Acorns, but also makes it sort of different from an engagement metric side, is that you're you're kind of getting – it's so low friction and low effort to, yeah. s- to save and get the benefit of, yeah. of saving and investing that it, it might sometimes be hard to recognize that you're getting that benefit. So yeah. it's anyway, I'm not, I'm not sure if there's, if there's anything beyond just simply an observation there. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, interesting.
1: It, it, it's it's definitely interesting. I think a lot of customers, um, have basically high NPS scores for acorns. The number one thing they loved about acorns is how easy it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, Often use the word "I save money without even noticing it right. or without even realizing." Yeah. It. Kind of perfect exa- example you have given there, um, and I think it's a, it's good and bad. Like mm-hmm. from 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 the user kind of uh, engagement perspective, it's it can be bad because you don't have to be actively using the app to
0: mm-hmm. to get
1: value. Um, but for customers, it's actually good because if you think about all the investment. Um, like teachings or lessons is all about really make it as easy as possible right. for you to save money and not to think about it. And a like, little,
0: little bit every day exactly. is, is something that it's really hard to think of a little bit every day in a really low effort way. Yeah. And so that's, that's, yeah, part of the, the beauty of this product.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, cool. So let's, let's kind of talk about, you, you talked about running tests and that you run lots of tests. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's, uh, take a look at the at the overall growth engine of where you're running yeah. those tests. And probably a good starting point there is kind of the, the high-level view of what's that, what's that journey like from first thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, obviously it's gonna be different for some people, but if you take the typical path from yeah. first discovering Acorns to saying, oh my God, I love this, and telling their friends yeah. about it, what, what would that path look like for a lot of people?
1: Yeah, I think that will be like a lot of people Will either hear about Acorns first, or, or like maybe see it in in the like the, some the, some PR article, some like CNBC article. Um, so they have an impression in their mind, and then one day maybe they are scrolling through Facebook and they see uh, Acorns ads there, mm-hmm. and they are in, intrigued um, right. and they click to download the app. Once they download the app, they will go through a registration and onboarding process and where we talk about basically what's the benefit and what are the things we need from you to to finish this setup process. Um, and then they will um, make their first investment. Uh-huh. It's quite small, like it's like as low as $5. So maybe some of them will just you in the mindset of okay i will give it a try since right. it's like such a low five dollars i can
0: afford to try that exactly yeah.
1: so they will just try that out and they begin to see that money like change uh-huh. which is like magical for people who don't have investing experience before right uh-huh. um hopefully it's in the right direction. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> um, and and then they begin to understand a little bit more oh this is investing this is what means like we i'm now invested i'm now an investor Mm -hmm. um and they begin to try the other features maybe to add more money to 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 their acorns account and a particular experience you mentioned about a roundup once people link their cards to the account um a lot of people just magically see money Um, begin to accumulate it Mm -hmm. and a lot of people struggle about saving money before in the first place because they they don't think they have the money to invest right now they actually can save and invest um, that money now without feeling the pain of I have to I have to like cut everything then I I have to
0: change my standard of living to be able to save something yeah
1: exactly so like some of them are just so happy they begin to tell their friends. Right. So hopefully that circle. That's the, That's the again. journey
0: of getting to that point when they've yeah. discovered that they are actually saving. And yeah. It was very low effort. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And and so um, you know you, you touched on and we've talked about this quite a bit already mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of people are going to first hear about it through word of mouth or maybe mm-hmm. like you said a CB, CNBC yeah. article yeah. or like today's Show or yeah. whatever it might be that, yeah. that somebody. Um, touches on this, and then it's that kind of reminder of an ad, maybe a Facebook ad that, that somebody would would click through. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you? I did notice that you're in the in the App Store that you uh, show up in the finance category, mm-hmm. um, pretty pretty high. I think you were like a like a tenth rated in the or tenth listed in the yeah. App Store. Yeah. Do, do, do many people kind of discover it by just generally looking for the category?
1: Uh, uh yeah, I think. Some people definitely do that. I think we have presence in all the major digital paid channels Mm -hmm. as well as referral programs and all those efforts all help to kind of bring more customer into the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So one of the things that I I was really impressed about on the kind of the discovery side, which maybe comes back to that Mm -hmm. referral loop, is uh, I think on the iOS you had almost 500,000 reviews. I think it was 470,000 like. Basically, it looked like five stars. I'm sure it's not exactly yeah. five stars, maybe like a four, nine, four, yeah. eight, but yeah. but just, I mean, essentially it looks like super passionate customers that are taking the time to review the app. Yeah. Um, that's that's just a reflection of probably how much of that word of mouth, which again is a reflection of a need and a product that fulfills that need. So going all the way back to the product market fit. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the top of funnel I think is, is super <laughs> exciting for this business. Yeah. Uh, So, and then as I, as when we were talking, even before uh, we got started here, I was just so impressed with the, with the onboarding and activation side Mm -hmm. of things that, um, you know, a couple of things that really jumped out at me. One was when I started to enter in my address and I think I put the number and, and like the first few letters of my street name. And then it, Filled in my full address, yeah. like was able to guess that. I thought that yeah. was super impressive. How You're do...
1: in iOS, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we have a. That's actually an experiment we recently launched. Okay. Kind of testing out the auto fill functionality yeah. that iOS recently made re- available. So obviously, in your case, that seems to be a good experience. Yeah, and it was successful. awesome. Yeah, it
0: was. It was a, you yeah, know, to me, I just hadn't seen anything like that before. So, yeah. I mean, you like that's that's one thing you said that it's just recently available. How do you even discover that that is recently? Like, who's who's yeah. running the research that says that you stay on top of these new yeah. opportunities to improve that onboarding experience?
1: So, for that idea is actually brought by a designer. Okay, which I love. Like, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, so I, I think um, I love when team members from different functionalities came up with ideas. I think the Acorns Growth Team, um, with all our team members, actually people are pretty. Bought in into this process mm-hmm. of generating generating ideas, and everyone is. Um, I think they are passionate about having their things tested as well. Right, right. So, so in in this case, this designer uh, our our team like saw this update from Apple, and he immediately r- realized this could be an opportunity for Acorns to improve our funnel. Wow. And he basically designed this experience and pitched to the team. And we agree it is actually something we should try. And so we built it and we tested.
0: Um, um, sample size of one, awesome. <laughs> but that's yeah, not how you yeah. decided something worse or not. So Exactly. Um, the something else that I was impressed about in the in the activation was most companies, when you enter in your email address, mm-hmm. they're like entered in a second time. Yeah. And so just to make sure that they match. I really liked how you guys actually only have them fill it in once. Yeah. And then on the next screen, it's like verify. Yeah. Yes. No. Or you know, edit or or verify. Yeah. I just thought that was again, you you. I think because once they get to the bank side that there's some real friction there that you guys have been really clever about, about removing friction to just the bare minimum mm-hmm. in areas that a lot of companies just take for granted. Like, I'll oh, just have them enter in their email address twice.
1: Yeah. I think that is also something we're trying to... So we, we need to have accurate email address from customers for yeah. different reasons for communication. In, in this case, an investment app, we need to reach them. Right. Yeah. So... so um, but, but on the other hand, we want to minimize the, the frictions sure. you, you get. So we actually run a bunch of different methodology to see which one is uh, in terms of helping minimize the error rate in terms of email, mm-hmm. but also with the lowest friction in user going to next step yeah. or finish registration. And the solution, although it's not ideal, I don't, uh-huh. <laughs> to be honest, I don't like it 100%. Uh, it's like... In, in the methodologies we tested is like one of the better solutions. But I think that's
0: the growth mindset there. That yeah. There is no perfect. There's always a better way. Yeah. But I think when I look at it, I, I feel like that's so much more evolved than, mm-hmm. than a lot. And I love yeah. that you're saying, gosh, there's got to be an even better way. So that's <laughs> that's how you keep pushing the envelope on it. Yeah. Um, the Yeah, and then I won't get into kind of the the, the bank mm-hmm. pieces, mm-hmm. but I, I think that that's that's obviously a, a huge challenge to make it to, to one have the trust yeah. and two to make it actually work yeah. and um, but I kind of going back to the beginning mm-hmm. when I looked in the App Store I, I thought it was interesting that uh, it says five minute setup because it which to me like if you're going in and you and you think, gosh, am I going into this black hole where I'm going to have yeah. to commit the next 45 minutes to yeah. this? Five minutes is like a pretty magic number for setting up something financial. Yeah. When I went through it, it was a little bit more than that, and I was trying to go through it pretty fast. But, uh-huh. but again, when I say a little bit more than that, it's like seven minutes. I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure somebody could get – and it's also like how long is the setup? Yes. Where, when does the setup – Stop um, yes. and start because yes. you there's always, I mean, you yeah. almost have like a progressive profiling in there yeah. where yeah. you could always be adding more stuff over time. So I'm sure that there's a point at which someone is pretty well set up at five minutes. But yeah, uh, yeah. I thought that was interesting. That, so that kind in of a promise. Sample
1: size of one didn't like prove that <laughs> claim. We, yeah, I think we actually test a lot in App Store as well. Mm-hmm. We test different copy in App Store, uh, we test similar way we do. Kind of product experiments um, Mm -hmm. or or creative testing in that side. So, um, like, just constantly trying to see which language works better. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, in this case, it does work better, but we may need to adjust the like accuracy of it. Yeah, but I mean, I I think it's one of those funnel to match. I think it's
0: one of those things that if it said seven minutes, it's not nearly as effective as if it says five minutes, and and it's sort of like. There's no clear endpoint of when setup is yeah. done, so yeah. I don't feel like it was misleading. It yeah. just uh, it was it was interesting that you honed in on that five minute number because I, I it, to me it, it struck me as something that would be pretty appealing yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so we could go a lot more into the overall engine. Mm-hmm. I just one one last question on the engine is when someone when someone comes back to the app, what, what would they typically do? Mm-hmm. Sort of. Week three, when they come back to the app, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. So uh, if you look at Acorns app, we have um, different features. Like particularly uh, investing, is more it's a, more like a hands free like feature, sure. right? You you make an investment, you basically. Check the performance. So uh-huh. th- we do have people definitely checking the performance of their investing and also checking the progress. So not necessarily how much the the market uh, fluctuation is, more how much more I'm saving because mm-hmm. like that's kind of a very st- important aspect of using Acorns app. Um, but we also have other features like we have Grow, which is like a financial. Um, uh, financial education feature that we uh, constantly are refreshing articles talking about different aspects of finance so you almost like you get started with this simple thing but you are learning along mm-hmm, the way mm-hmm.
0: you get you're becoming more sophisticated exactly, and, and can exactly. kind of manage that money better
1: and also you watch how other people are doing like their finances you get inspired mm-hmm. so like that's kind of a content piece within the app that's really working on the education piece because you need to know why, like you get started, but you need to know why to really continue to, to build a good behavior. Right. Um, we, we also have another feature called fund money where you, it's almost like, a uh, basically you can shop at a brand, for example, Nike. Uh-huh. And then if you shop through Acorns app, actually a portion of the, the, the purchase price will be, um, coming back to our acorns app as an investment
0: okay, um, cool.
1: from like acorn nike's really and is that on the
0: basic plan or
1: yeah that's oh, okay, included cool. so both grow and fund money and earn like fund money is also called earn is uh-huh. on the basic plan so a lot of our customers love it um they really take advantage of that that's another right. way for you to grow your overall like wealth right um through some like some brands if you already use them like yeah, yeah. it's it's just like um why not use it? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I want to end just with one last question. Uh-huh. What is something that you feel like you understand about growth now that you didn't understand when we worked together uh, or maybe even just in the last couple of years that you, that you kind of have a light bulb that's gone off about, about how growth works?
1: Yeah. So uh, when I left Growth Hackers to join Acorns, I really have a kind of goal, internal goal for myself because at Growth Hackers, like... Working with you was with, with the entire growth hackers team. Everyone is having this growth mindset by nature. Yeah. Like so, there's no friction at all for me as the head of growth to right. drive the process and getting everyone to think of idea to to look at metric. Um, To experiment. So my internal goal for joining Acorns partially is to test out whether this can work in another company where uh, maybe people are not so familiar with the growth mindset or experiment process. Um, I I think I took like I took approach of proving that successful here, Mm -hmm. but I learned a lot through the way. Mm -hmm. It is not as easy as I thought. I think the Biggest learning is initially I thought once um, once I launch experiment and show successful successful results, it will prove itself and yeah. no no more like um, like advocate no more sharing com- yeah, communication yeah. educating is needed. Yeah, yeah, that's not true. Right. So <laughs> that's kind of my biggest learning. I think um, working on growth. Almost helped me as a person because I'm a pretty analytical, like as you know, yeah. I'm very analytical. I'm very focused on the results, the facts, yeah. um, and numbers speak to me. Right, I can right. just see like number yelling at me. Uh-huh. Something <laughs> needs to be worked out. Um, but I think working on growth and like like going through this journey at Acorns really helped me understand to um, to be successful in growth. Maybe in many other things, you need to be uh, focusing on people, yeah. like the, the culture, the people, the more softer part. Yeah, yeah. As much even... If not more right, then right. the harder part of results <laughs> and data, um, so I actually started something called the "Win or Learn" newsletter at a- at Acorns, and cool. every yeah. couple of weeks when we have some results from the experiments, whether that. it's a win or it's a learn, <laughs> learn that. meaning it doesn't work, Yay, and yeah, but we learn something. That sounds a
0: lot better than win <laughs> or lose. Exactly.
1: <laughs> um, so I kind of share that with the broader team, and and I love that there are. Um, people reaching out saying how much they love that newsletter. Some people we, I don't even know, like work at a different function, like we never had, like we, we never worked together. So I'm just really encouraged by that. Yeah. And also the other part, as you mentioned, is um, I'm really beginning to learn brand and and experiments or growth um, design versus kind of more business driven mindset. Sure. Those kind of are. I think that inevitably there will be conflict or, or tension between the different mindsets, but at a market level, in order for a brand or a product to be really successful, all those pieces almost need to work together. Right, right. It's a struggle yeah, like yeah. when you're in it, but in broader level, this is a kind of key ingredient for, for success. Um, so like I'm still learning to, yeah, yeah. To, to get better on that and master that. Um, I think it's really a journey. Like, Sean, you set me up to start (laughs) on this journey. It's just changed my not only my career, but my kind of thinking about life and everything just is changed with this growth hacker journey and growth mindset. That's awesome. So I'm always learning, I'm always improving, and I'm okay with failure because... That's just a learning experience.
0: Right, right. And that, yeah, I mean, I think the growth mindset is carries so much beyond growth. And that's why yeah. there's books written on the growth mindset <laughs> and the importance for teaching yeah. children the growth mindset yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of that. But yeah. I, I, uh, I, I love those learnings and I love that winner learn. That's Because I, I think it's not just the testing that builds the growth yeah. mindset, but you have to you you have to communicate those wins and, and the learning when it's not a win mm-hmm. and you have to be patient, mm-hmm. especially if it, maybe if you, if you start it when there's three people in the company, it doesn't take very long, but yeah. the further along a company is, yeah. the more that it takes time to get there. But I think to me, when I look at acorns, it's that, that combination of, of all the things like my key takeaways from, from our conversation is that starts with a product market fit. The product market fit is clearly when people try this, they love it and they talk to people. And that's, that's a a magical loop that happens, but then having a team that is really passionate about that mission. And it sounds like Noah, the CEO is, is constantly reinforcing that mission and not just giving it lip service, but actually sharing letters from, from users to reinforce that mission. It just, it just makes it feel real. and, And it's, you know as you touched on, the the softer side is really important to this. The numbers, there's facts in numbers, but the soft side is where all of the energy and emotion and execution and, yeah. and all the things that move those numbers forward. Yeah. And so yeah. mission is is super critical there. And then but I know from an execution perspective, once you have that passionate team that's on mission, your skills around execution and analytics, to make sure that you really are driving improvement as you run experiments and not just not just experimenting for the sake of experiments or just looking at data and not mm-hmm. experimenting, but combining those two to really mm-hmm. execute well is something that I'm not surprised you're doing really well. Mm-hmm. And then just patiently building that, that growth mindset <laughs> across the company. And, and the more that everyone recognizes that there is a better way to do absolutely everything, I have to admit that I think you have gotten so good at, different touch points in the business that mm-hmm. it's a lot more effort to find that better way. Mm-hmm. But that's that's powerful. And that's that's probably part of the reason that you guys are one of the fastest growing companies in the world is that you you have that intersection of all those things. So yeah. congrats to you. I know you've brought a lot of value to the business, but it sounds like you've learned a ton here as well. So congratulations on everything.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Sean. That's just so generous.
0: Well, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to, to pick your brain on some of those learnings. So to everybody listening, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Breakout Growth Podcast. Please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And while you're at it, subscribe so you never miss a show. Until next week.